Second hour of Authentic News right here on RBN Live this 26th day of February 2024, where I take your calls. First one up, Jerry in Chicago. Jerry, join the conversation. Hey, Dr. Fetzer, I overheard you talking about Michael, I mean, Michelle uh, dancing with Ellen DeGeneres on stage with the loose white slacks and something bouncing around near her crotch. How do you know she just didn't have a pocket in there with a roll of quarters? <laughs> a big well, roll, of course. You, you take a you take you take a look and you judge for yourself. I think it's pretty damn conspicuous, pretty obvious. They do a show a close up in this particular video, which of course you couldn't see over the air. But if you watch the video version, they did a close up, and I don't think there's any room for doubt. That's not a roll roll of quarters. <laughs> love it. Hey, Jerry, I love. I got a question for you. Whatever happened to their two illegitimate daughters? Because two guys can't have children. Right. So Right, right. I, know, I actually I go into that, you know, in my various presentations that, that are proving that Michelle is a man. Uh, 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 one of her physicians who is a woman had two daughters and, uh, you know, an, an intrepid student here tracked him down, and the older girl looks just like her dad, and the younger just like her mom. I mean, it's phenomenal. Well, something rather surprising to me, but I guess in retrospect, maybe not. In the Hunter laptop, you know, various clips have come out, and there's one of Hunter converting with two nubile young girls in bed, and beside them is this little white dog that Barack Obama gave to his daughter. So they got Hunter cavorting with the two Obama girls. I mean, this Hunter guy is just about as disgusting as it gets. But I, I, I guarantee you that was what was going on in that clip. And there's a lot more stuff in the Hunter that's so massively incriminating. I mean, you know, slam dunk on dozens of different types of charges. Jerry, give me another question or comment. Oh, oh no, I, I can't disagree with you. You know, and one other thing about Michelle Obama, if I'm not mistaken, uh, she got a scholarship to Columbia University through affirmative action here, and she beat out eligible people that should have went to that college. And once she got over there, she got on a... Uh, uh, like a newspaper or something like that for black only. And she started a black only, uh, like club and stuff like that. You know anything about that? Well, I do know there's a student ID for Barack Obama showing him to be a foreign student. Uh, so I know Barack had to do with Columbia. Michelle went to Princeton. See, she, she started out at Oregon state, even played football had a fairly good career, transferred at Princeton and assumed the persona of a female and began calling herself Michelle. So it was Michael LaVon Robinson uh, at Oregon State and at Princeton, Michelle Robinson. 
she was registered to vote as a male in Illinois up until 2008 when she changed registration from male to female because Barack was not going to run for president. But as far as her, I don't think I am familiar with Michelle's role at Columbia. Barack was there. Uh, uh, Jerry, is it possible you're mixing the two? I think you just cleared me up, and I was mixing the two. And the other thing was, is uh, whoever came up with the standard of care and set up the uh, computer-type thing, that was a friend of hers from Princeton, if I'm not mistaken. And she also had a lot to do with the Gold Coast of Chicago. That's the expensive, right-on-the-lake neighborhood uh, uh, banking yeah. Okay, and we had the big banking collapse and everything else like that back in 2008, and they gave her the account. And then there were two, if I'm not mistaken, there were two students that put their their minds together, and they said, oh, here, let's see if we can work this out. IT guys, maybe, or, or uh, uh, website uh, gurus. And they could do it for less than a million dollars, and I believe Michelle Obama's friend from Princeton got paid like near two hundred and fifty million, if I'm not mistaken. And it didn't work. That was the whole thing. The website did not work properly. I don't know if yeah. you remember that. I don't. Okay, but Jerry, you're a chi- you being in Chicago, you're familiar with a lot of details of these things that I might not be, and I. Welcome the additional information. Do you have a final thought for today? Oh, my final thought, Mr. Fetzer, is you get to the next caller and you have a great day, and thank you very much yeah. for taking my call. Thanks, Jerry. My pleasure. Glad you called. Jim in New York. Jim, join the conversation. Oh, hi, uh, Dr. Fetzer. Uh, oh, I'd love to hear Jerry. He has such a consummate Chicago accent. Yeah, he does, yes. Uh, You know, I had some thoughts. And I remember 40-something years ago, the Ayatollah Khomeini called the U.S. the great Satan. Now, at the time I was a teenager, I didn't think much of it. But you know what? He was right. The U.S. actions, especially since the first Gulf War, prove that the U.S. is the great Satan. You know, I know people are going to hate hearing that, but I call it as I see it. Since 9-11, millions dead Muslims in Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, plus the culture that the U.S. spreads with their satanic movies and entertainment. All you have to do is watch a typical halftime at the Super Bowl. You'll see all this uh, satanic symbolism. And you know, it's ironic that it would take a Muslim country to speak the truth about the U.S. The Christian countries today are all controlled by satanic Jews. Now, when I say that, I don't mean your ordinary working-class Jew. I mean the elite Jews that run the U.S. and Europe. And, uh, excuse me, 
I, I also remember a couple of years ago, you know, someone in Europe was blaspheming Jesus and Mary. And you know who protested? It was the Muslims who protested. In the Muslim religion, they always say about Jesus, they say, peace be to him and his mother. The Christian churches are too cowardly, and it folded ever since Lyndon Johnson passed the 501c status for tax purposes. I don't know of any Christian church that calls it out for the truth that the U.S. is the great Satan. What do you think? I'm sorry to say you're right. I mean, Khomeini was correct. I mean, the United States is is properly viewed as the great Satan from, you know, a foreign perspective. We have such an incapacity to see ourselves as others see us. I mean, the United States is the most propagandized, most manipulated, most misinformed nation in the world, sad to say. But because the Israelis control our media... They spin every story just the way they want, most favorable to them, and regardless of the facts, the truth about which they could care less, they buy Henry Kissinger's observation that the facts don't matter, only perceptions. And this is how Washington, D.C. has gone Hollywood, that we have nothing but political theater anymore, that we hardly have anyone who speaks the truth about any matter of significance, and uh, it's it's had a very deleterious effect. Oh, the United States is deteriorating massively in every direction. We are we are falling apart as a nation. If you were to talk about the end of American civilization, it is upon us, Jim. I'm so sorry. Yes. You know what Jerry was saying? In one way, I think it would be best for Big Mike to become president because it would be fitting for the U.S. to have a tranny <laughs> as president as it collapses. Because, uh, you know, and, you know, I, I don't believe in Republican or Democrat. I think they're, you know, I think this is a spiritual struggle. Oh, they, there's a yes. quote in the Bible, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this world's darkness, and against spiritual forces of evil, the heavenly realms. And you know, Jim, even though you're, uh, you claim to be an agnostic, I find you a very, very spiritual and soulful person um, because by what you do and what you talk about. But anyway, on that note, thank you so much for taking my call, and you have a wonderful day, Jim. Jim, th thanks for that very thoughtful call and for those kind words. I appreciate it all, Jim. Have a, have a wonderful day. Kathleen in Texas. Kathleen, join the conversation. Hey, Jim. Yeah. Um, uh, Jim from 
uh, New York that just spoke is one of yes. my favorite callers. He used he was on uh, Fair and Silk's uh, advertisement, uh, and he, he's famous for Rhino Neocon Cucks. Really, that's what his uh, contribution was. No, it was wonderful. But anyway, um, uh, and I agree with him. Uh, Dr. Jennifer Daniels uh, called herself an agnostic, but I told her I thought she was more Christian than most Christians I knew, and I would say the same thing for you, and be, because of what you do, t- telling the truth um, and how you treat people, it's uh, wonderful. And the reason I'm calling today is uh, I had been so disappointed that after several months of hearing um, Jim Fetzer's show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Revolution Radio, that uh, no longer uh, they would just say, this program is currently offline, please call again later. And I was so disappointed. Well, I um, I found this number that you had given us, I think inadvertently, when you gave us a call-in number. So I called that number, and it was your buddy, Mitch, so I think you inadvertently oh, yeah, gave sure. that to yeah. us, and uh, I told him how you uh, really had appreciated his what he did for you and everything. Well, he was so nice, and I told him the problem I was having. Well, he immediately had it fixed. <laughs> so I got to hear your show today with uh, Keith Rogers. It was great. And uh, so anyway, I wanted you to know that... Uh, I call. I, t- I called him back and left a message. You're the man, Mitch. <laughs> so but, I really appreciated his help. Uh, um, yeah, and this uh, is so nice. This is so nice. So anyway, in that's so many why I called. This is so nice in so many different ways. I can't begin to tell you how much I appreciate you're doing all of that. And uh, I, I think you're not the first to tell me that they were trying to listen and got that report that the show is no longer in the air. But, of course, it's alive and well and thriving. And, uh, you know, I'm enjoying doing the mix because on the earlier show I have the interviews. I have someone with me usually and we exchange views or give them an opportunity to present on some topic that doesn't frequently crop out in other contexts. And then here, of course having the second hour of all callers. I mean, I've just been very impressed with the quality of RBN audience. I mean, one after another after another. It makes it very, very joyful for me. And, of course, even though I'm an agnostic, I do believe in morality, which involves treating other persons with respect. That is the core of morality. Never using other people merely as means, uh, which is what happens with murder, robbery, kidnapping, rape, you know. I mean, those are all using other people just to achieve one's own uh, objectives and not being respectful of them. We can have means-means relationships, employers and employees, doctors, patients, students, teachers, as long as there's mutual respect. In the case of workers, you know, and employers, the employer paying a fair wage, not asking excessive hours of work, keeping make con- work conditions safe. Employees 
doing the work they're hired to do, not taking credit for time they didn't actually spend on the job, not stealing from the employer. These are just ways in which you can have mutually respectful means-means relationship. Doctor, patient, obvious, teacher, student, lawyer, client, all that. Mutual respect. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I wrote a piece recently on oons.com uh, on the nature of immorality, which I've now refined and expanded for teaching philosophy. I've submitted to them, and I hope they're going to publish. It It will, might be my last academic publication, but it's so fitting because I care tremendously about the nature of morality and that we should all understand and why there's so many views that are actually indefensible but where there's a lacking a general framework to figure out how to assess alternative theories of, of morality, which I provide as a variation on the criteria for evaluating scientific theories advanced by a, a very influential American philosopher, Carl G. Humboldt, for whom I wrote my undergraduate thesis and on whom I'm an expert. If you were to go to Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, the article on on Carl Hempel is is mine. Uh, Kathleen, it, 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 great call. I really do appreciate it. And yes, uh, many people believe you know religion, take religion to be the reason for being moral, because you'll be rewarded or punished depending on your conduct in this life. Well, I'm not a believer in an afterlife. I believe this life is the only life we have, but that it is inherently right to do right, to treat other persons with respect, which I've sought to do. I mean, not always with success. I mean, I have my occasion of getting pissed off with people and so forth, being short or abrupt and all that. But I'll tell you, on this show, I have so enjoyed the callers and the quality and the thoughtfulness. It's its just turning out to be a real pleasure for me, Kathleen. Well, Jim, uh, uh, with that in mind, because uh, I, I, I miss hearing Layla, and so I would say, um, uh, because she is a Christian, and uh, as am I, and uh, she, um, one of Jesus' quotes is, to err is human, to forgive divine. And so you're the uh, the person in error, and she could be the divine one to forgive. <laughs> well, she's always welcome on this show. I'm I'm a huge fan of uh, Layla, and she's welcome here anytime, Kathleen. Yeah, uh, and she was great she... with your interviews on uh, Revolution Radio. But anyway, thank you so much uh, for what you do, Jim. Uh, I hope I'm not being so greedy wanting to hear you uh, five hours a day, two on Revolution Radio, two on RBN, and then the repeat of RBNs at, at uh, 1 a.m. Terrific, Kathleen. I so appreciate that. Wonderful call. I'm glad you worked it in before the break. We're coming up against it. We'll be right back Thank with you. Francis. Yeah. Thank you, Kathleen. Wonderful call. Right Thank back. you.
Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats. And even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low-quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Carolina, how are you, girl? Oh, boy, what can I tell you? Busy, busy, busy. Uh, and hello to you, too, young man. Uh, very well, very well. I'm just touched by you know, many of these calls. Can, Go ahead. All I, can, 
all I can say is, is that I don't care what a person's religion is. As long as they have a good heart, that's all I uh, care about. Because yeah. your actions are going to show because of that. Yeah. And that's all yeah. there is to it. I don't care what the person's screaming. I'm going to look at their heart and see what's actually there and how they behave. So aside from yes. that, um, I honestly would think that as much knowledge or input that they have, intelligence-wise, that Michael Michelle, whatever their name is, I would think that they would surely get some input from some grad queens out in California or whatever, because they would actually instruct uh, him or her how to tuck their winky. I mean, well, otherwise it could be said that that was actually Photoshop or whatever of what was shown on Ellen DeGeneres' show. So, uh, there's not, no, it wasn't photographed. It was Photoshop. It's totally legit. There's okay. a, there's another well, there's another photograph uh, called the 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 cost of looking good. Oh dear. Going through, yeah. Let me see if I can pull it up. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I mean, at least he could have tugged it better than just laying it laying there like a uh, piano. No, no, no. I mean, come on. No, no, here it is. The cost of looking good. If you check out the video, you'll see it. Sitting oh, there no. on the sofa. <laughs> earrings, earrings, $2. Makeup, 600 Tattoo, 150 Mood job, 6000 Forgetting to Ow. tuck in your nuts, priceless. All there, disgusting. it's all there. That is disgusting. But anyway, aside from that, uh, I have to applaud uh, Renee this past week on her commentary uh, in regards to some commentary that's been made that's like, okay, come on. Uh, in regards to Jesus, Joshua and Joseph, uh, Yala, uh, Thousand Petal Lotus name, uh, Isa, and so forth, Um uh, the aspect that people are having an issue about, oh, the, uh, uh, the Jews are, are overriding everything and taking control of everything. Well, for one thing, if, if Jesus did not reside in Bethlehem, which is a part of Israel to start with, then what is he if he's not a Jew? Tell me that. I get to have sure, one sure, person sure. tell me what he is ethnically if he's not a Jew. I mean, yeah. I hear a lot of people scream up and down that claim to be a Christian faith that, oh, he's, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. And yet I don't get a straight answer from him. Now, oh, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of room for doubt. I mean, he was even caricatured as the king of the Jews, remember? Thank you. Thank you. And of course, I've heard the comment that, oh, that was a misprint or whatever. Hey, I'm like, well, uh, then why in the world would they go and misprint that type of thing for a header on yeah. the cross or whatever? So, so we, uh, do we have, of course, heard that the word Jew is supposed to have been of recent vintage, but, you know, I think that's pretty... Well, that's just it. The terminology being changed to fit their fancy. Yeah. So, go figure. I, it's just absolutely stunning. So, I have to applaud Renee on that deal. A lot of people are probably ticked off, and quite frankly, I'm glad. I mean, if you don't learn something, you're going to be bored you know, crapless or whatever of what's going on. So uh, if you're ticked off at what somebody brings to light, oh, well, we're all adults, you're, I thought. So get with it. Anyway, other than that, final, have a great... Your final thought for today, Francis? 
Well, my thoughts are always with uh, Palestinians that are over there being annihilated and so forth that really should be yeah. in the rest of the uh, country known as Israel. But other than that, have a great week. Play hard. Thanks for the call. Thomas in Omaha. Join the conversation, Thomas. Uh, hello? Yeah, go ahead. Thomas, I better call back. Billy in Kentucky. Billy in Kentucky, are you there? Yes, sir. How are you doing today? Good. Uh, what Good. I want right to say, there are parallels with something back in, I think it was 80 or 81, one of the two. You know, the Mariel boat lift in Cuba and the yeah. refugees that came from, you know, uh, Castro led all the, uh, from the lunatic right. asylums and the penitentiaries yeah. and prisons down there, sent them on the boat lift to and, and they had all that trouble in South Florida, at least for a, for a real, well, I guess for several years after that. And then, but this Venezuelan thing and some of these others too, that MS-13 and some of these other, this is infinitely worse, it seems to be. But there are parallels yeah. with that. Am I right on that, Jim? Yeah, yeah, you are right, Bill. And stick around. We'll continue with you right after this break. Okay. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's R-E-P-U-B-1-0. 
Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. Kentucky continue, Billy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Castro use the occasion to do the same thing as they're doing in Venezuela. I mean, it's such an opportunity. I mean, you're getting rid of the dregs of your society. You're relieving your responsibility. You're saving money. I mean, it's efficient. You're removing them as a potential threat to your own citizens. It's a smart move to make. And when you have, you know, a George Soros opening the border because he wants to destroy America, I mean, he, 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 it's going to happen. I mean, it's happening right now. And evidently the U.N. and the Department of Homeland Security are down there in Panama engineering more and more illegals to come into the country, Billy. It's just disgusting. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know. It, you know, it, it would seem like it. It would be simple. I know it's way more complicated than this, but it seems like it doesn't matter whether they're federal, state, local, county sheriff, city police chief, dog catcher, whatever. It would if you catch one of them and they're simply illegal and they're not supposed to be here, is to send them out of the country. Because well, let's yes. just say I went to Mexico, I went to Argentina, I went to Mozambique or whatever, or Nigeria, and I didn't have a passport, visa, or some other type of permission from their government. I'd be in their jail immediately and either kicked out of the country or spend time in their jail. I don't know what's so complicated about that. But now I know there has to be more to it than that. But, I mean, Jim, what's your thoughts on that? I think there's a disposal problem. In other words, where do you deport them? What is the destination of deportation? I I think that's uh, up in the air. Just my uh, uh, understanding to this point in time. But I do believe Trump is going to have a plan, and that's what he promised, the greatest deportation program in history. And I I believe him when he says it. More, Billy. Yep. And, Jim, and Jim I wasn't saying that to sound like ethnic bigotry or 
I hate these people or anything. I didn't mean it in that sense. I'm just saying yeah. that they're not supposed well, to be here. And if, if they're not here, they're just taking up resources like those Venezuelan that killed that girl in Georgia and some of these other characters. I mean, if they hadn't been these, here, that wouldn't have happened to start with. These so, I, the Venezuelans. I mean, maybe I'm looking at it too simplistically, but that's what no, I feel no, about no, it. No, 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 no. These Venezuelans are very tough gang members. I mean, they're going to give tough gangs in New York a run for their money, and I take it they already are. And uh, the Democrats are just a total lost cause, but I think it's because Soros owns them. Oh, there it is. Billy, give us a, a further or a final thought. The only thing I want to say is, Jim, thank you. I, I enjoy your show. You guys have a fantastic day, and good talking to you. Thanks, Billy. Real pleasure. Glad you called. Thomas, you're back. I'm glad. From Omaha. Join the conversation, Thomas. <clears throat> Hello, Professor. How are you doing today? Good. Good, good. Well, I just wanted to ask you if you are aware of Jeff Rentz's interview with Maria Pulpich. And I hope I'm saying that right. Are you aware of that? Tell me about what was the content. Well, Maria Popich went to high school with Barack Obama in Hawaii. And yeah. you can find this interview in, uh, on the Internet. And she was saying the guy was totally gay in yeah. high school. Okay. And he, one of the things he liked to do is hang out with older men with cocaine. Uh-huh. Yeah, And, uh, well, I find it highly unlikely if someone's, you know, uh, really into the homosexual lifestyle as yeah. a teenager to go, okay, I, I think I'll, I'll uh, you know, uh, make it with a woman. You know, I, it does happen. Yeah. I'm sure it has happened. But I, in his case, I, I think no. You're thinking about the Allie Carter thing. I'm going to listen to the longer version and see about sorting that out, because that crossed my mind, too, that, you know, I think her story is right. We have uh, Tucker interviewing Larry Sinclair, who twice oh, gave I think, I think Larry, Larry Sinclair, even though he did forge checks, I, 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 I think he's. I think he. I think he's telling the truth. There's too many stories of, of Barack Obama being yeah. gay. I mean, it's just... agreed, 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 agreed. So if he's, oh, but anyway, if he's uh, I am a, I am a fellow agnostic, and when I define myself, I say, well, I'm not denying Christianity. I just don't know if it's true. I don't. I mean, it certainly could be possible, and maybe I could convert back. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, I, I'm trying to keep an open mind about things, you know. Um, it's kind of like, yeah. I don't know. Well, given my background in philosophy and science, you know, as a philosopher of science, an expert in scientific reasoning, I know the existence of a supernatural God is beyond the scope of scientific investigation, which, of course, is why it's an article of faith. I mean, every rabbi, preacher, minister is going to concede, yes, 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 belief in God is an article of faith, meaning it's not something that can be proven, nor can it be disproven, which, of course, is precisely why I'm agnostic. So I'm, I'm with you. We're on the same page here. 
Thomas, about this matter. Okay, on that note, uh, I want you to have a good day, and uh, your show is always awesome. Thank you very much. Terrific, terrific, Thomas. Thanks for the call. Sean in Georgia. Sean, join the conversation. Yeah, hey, Jim, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, uh, I'd make a comment first, and I have just one simple question, but I was on the uh, USS Ponce in 1980, and we were ordered down the Marietta boat lift because they had rough seas in the Florida Straits, and we rescued about close to 100 people. Yeah. And the vast majority of them were very, uh, just to put it mildly, a salty-looking crew. And uh, I received my only medal for that, the humanitarian medal, a.k.a. the hand job medal. But... Uh, <laughs> but the, the question I had was, I watched that last NARC think about Kiki Camarino getting killed and one of the chief ex uh, torturers was supposed to be that uh, Max Gomez aka Felix Rodriguez was Felix Rodriguez in Dallas in uh, 22nd November 1963 Jim I think yes I think so yes yeah that's what I thought and uh, that's all I wanted to ask man thanks Jim yeah. You got it. You you got it, uh, Sean. Glad to call. Paul in New Jersey. Welcome back, Paul. Hello, Jim. I just wanted to correct a, <clears throat> an earlier caller. She had said that uh, Jesus had said, to err is human, forgive divine. Uh, and yes. that is, yeah, and that is not from the Bible. That actually came from a, a, a poet. His name was, uh, he was English, Alexander Pope. Yes. And he wrote an an essay on criticism, and there's other uh, adages which are used in common parlance that uh, are from that same, uh, like, uh, essay or poem, because it's very long. It goes yes. hundreds and hundreds yes. of lines. But anyway, yes, yes, uh, the yes, other yes, line yes. that came from that, or two lines, is, a little learning is a dangerous thing. Yes. That comes from Alexander Pope. And also... Fools rush in where angels fear to spread. Yeah, love it. Okay, these are yep. these and are I, great points. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To know that, and that we got it all correct. Okay, have a good day. Thank you, Jim. Oh yeah, Paul. I, you're always welcome. I really like your calls, John in Michigan. John, join the conversation. Oh, John dropped. Alexander in Canada. Alexander, the floor is yours. Hello, sir. Um, yeah. I just want to uh, tell you something. I really uh, I want to uh, like Tom's call uh, last Friday when he when he uh, uh, completely uh, uh, um, refuted Renee's argument. Like she, like she never even had an argument. And um, and and Caesar Renee said that Jesus Christ is a Jew. So uh, and Christians believe in Jesus Christ. So so uh, and he's a Jew. So why, are, so why are the white people are anti-Jewish? Like, how many times do we have to tell her? We're, it's, it's, it's because of the, the instigate of the war in Iraq. Uh, look at the genocide that, that, that's happening. She, she doesn't know what's happening. Like, 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 who's doing the genocide? Like, these are not uh, Buddhists and Hindus. These are all Jews who are doing this. And they believe this is their land, uh, God, they're, they're God's chosen people, and, 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 and they want to ethnically cleanse those people, the Palestinians, 
uh, uh, see, sir, you said many times the uh, uh, United States government is Israeli-occupied territory, and they occupy the media, they occupy uh, Hollywood, they, they, uh, they, uh, they're promoting the LGBT. That's why uh, um, the reason, uh, you see, if you, if you see, like, these Jews, they're the ones who instigated the, this hatred and, and this animosity. It's not like we just woke up and drank coffee and we're going to attack Jews for the fun of it. So, so yeah, yeah. I, just want to, I just want to applaud Mr. Tom from Florida for uh, straying her for straying her out, and uh, and the yeah, and, and that's my uh, my uh, my thought for the day. Thanks. Well, you you'd be welcome. Anyone else? Uh, listen, the lines are open. This would be a great opportunity for a first time caller to call in. We've had a number of issues here that I'm going to follow up on. For example, I want to watch the longer version of the interview of Alec Carter. Because it's a very reasonable question to ask. I mean, if she's claiming that Barack actually also raped her, that doesn't sound like it would be Barack's style. Michelle, I'm, uh, you know, less certain about, but it's certainly a good question. She's making the claim. Um, Stu Peters found her credible. The, the friend who put me onto the story initially finds her credible. I'm going to take a closer look at this and see if I can sort more out. Uh, by the way, one of the stories I began that I can address in greater detail now had to do with the affirmative action ruling by the Supreme Court because I think it was a mistake. Uh, the Supreme Court last year ruled 6-3 that race-based preferences violated the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Clause. I think that's correct. Chief Justice Robert, or the majority, an individual's race may never be used against him in the admission process. And that would mean, I would say here... See, if you're giving preference to blacks and you're using that you're not black is against you. He noted any preference for one race necessarily harms others. I think that's correct. But the point of the article is to say that the Supreme Court is kind of mildly tolerating racial-based preferences. We have several callers here. Okay, Ken, Ken from Texas. Join the conversation, Ken. Hey, Doc. Um Gosh, there's so much to talk about. Uh, first of all, I'd like to bring up the, uh, the Supreme Court, whoever is allowing the lawsuit to go forward, uh, Mexico suing the U.S. gun manufacturers for $10 billion. And so I say we need to countersue them for a, a trillion dollars for letting all these people come to their country into our country. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It, it's the same fallacious argument. So if it's allowed to go this way, we should be allowed to go that way. And the cost in lives here is far greater um, with all of the crimes that have been committed here from people that have come from there. And, yeah. you know, uh, and a weapon is uh, an inanimate object. Oh. You know, it doesn't cause anything to happen. It's the people that do, and so the crime is exponentially bigger. 
But uh, on another note, um, Jesus wasn't a Jew. Jesus was from the tribe of Judah. A Jew is a, is is not an Israelite. A Jew is a Canaan. Canaan. Uh, if I can't get this out, uh, an Edomite or Canaan Canaanite, um, and that's that's a really long conversation. So that's all I'm going to say on that. But uh, he was not, and is not, and never will be a Jew. Uh, the word Jew wasn't in the original Bible. Um, autographs and um it's right. it's a made up word and it's uh, intentionally um confusing because they use it to mean you know a contemporary person from the middle east or they can mean uh, the land of israel or it could mean an israelite or it could mean somebody from the house of judah or somebody from the house of israel and i can go on and on and on so it uh, it's it's a, it's a major equivocation uh, error that people need to wake up and smell the coffee, and it's what's allowed the, these situations to happen is because it's used in so many different ways incorrectly. You know, it's like the word love in, in the Bible, uh, that we use the word love, but actually there's many different types of love, you know, agape, phileo, eros, etc. Sure. And so yes. much confusion can come from the word love. Um, Excellent. Another, yeah. Let me say how much I appreciate this this call, Ken, because you're much more expert in this area than am I. And indeed, very often I encounter this with our callers where in some specific subject they may be well advanced over my knowledge and understanding. So I greatly appreciate calls like this. I think you're making the right distinctions. I was thinking at the time, calling him king of the Jews is anomalous if the word Jew wasn't available at the time. So, and I, I suspect you're right on all the points you're making. Continue, please. Yeah, it's a critical, critical point because I'm sure you're familiar with King Herod you're familiar with uh, the high priest of, uh, you know, the, the the temple, you know, at the time they had a temple. Well, the high priest had been appointed by Herod, and both of them were Idumeans, which means that they were from Edomite or Canaanites or mixed blood. And so that was, you know, the big issue um, back then, John the Baptist was the last available person that met the requirements to be high priest. And oh, I could just go on and on, but it's it's really fascinating study because it really uh, helps um, uh, under, helps people understand what's really going on. But um, it, it, there's also a false uh, a dichotomy between Jew and Gentile, because neither one of those words were in the original autographs. Um, those are made-up words to establish a false paradigm. And um, i got to stop there, because otherwise I won't be able to stop. And um, it's, good, it's good, Ken. Yeah, well, I want you to call back in again when we have these issues arise. I, I regard you as very expert in this area. I like what you're saying. It makes it fits with what I do know about 
this area of research or investigation. Excellent. I'm very pleased you called, Ken. Thank you well, so there, much. There's there's one other thing. I, it's um, you know they they call it speaking Christianese. Um, you know, with, yeah, they're just making stuff up. And I would go so far as to call it Judeo Christianese because um, it's kind of an oxymoron. The the well, well gosh, is well, I wanted to change the conversation over to the border issue and speak in Judeo Christianese for those Judeo Christians out there. Um, that. Uh, if we have a person that's the czar of the border in Israel, how many times do you think they've been to the border? Probably every day. Um, so if we have a czar of the border here in the States, how many times do you think they've been to the border? Once, twice maybe? Um and so trying to put it in Judeo-Christianese to help them to understand uh, the significance of the difference between what's going on there. And I'm going to get a little bit uh, off track here. And are you familiar with, uh, I don't remember which uh, queen it was of England that um, had a little side venture going with horses? Well, I think I was supposed to be Victoria. That's what I was thinking, but I couldn't remember. Um, so we we have a, a, a VP that is um, in charge, you know, the czar of the border, so to speak. And um, uh, so I call her Bordella, kind of play on words uh-huh. there. Yeah, and, Bordella. Uh, uh, then she's allowing the Trojan horse to come into the United States. If you catch yes. my drift. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's good. Well, thanks. Thanks, good, Doc. Talk to you later. Stuff. Yeah, I'm glad you called. Reagan, join the conversation, my friend. How do you know it's me? Anyway, um, hey, uh, um, so, Jim, did you see – so I was alerted prematurely uh, before the dawn from uh, communications from outside the country, oddly enough, but – uh, their news cycle starts earlier of the passing of Lord's, Lord Rothschild. So I apologize yeah. if you already spoke about that. As I was no, no, I haven't, I haven't mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacob yeah, Rothschild, well, I'm trying some crocodile tears, aren't you? Yeah. It's really, the name really means Red Shield. So it's really yeah, uh, I know. You know, Rothschild rather than child. Children have nothing to do with it. In fact, I'd say they're very... Uh, anti-life basically if it's not yeah the the whole you know was bauer and then it became rothschild but and most of us do know that and 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 thank you for pointing that up but it was coming in from out of the country got me up early i went out to to see the sunrise and did you see the trail today holy cow i have never i've been i've been tracking this and taking photos since 2005 my brother got me onto like a, a flight flight viewer when when that was available a long time ago. Even at night, that was when most of Evergreen Air Transport was doing stuff uh, back in the Obama days. I have never seen anything like today in my entire life. Never, never, not even really? close. Oh really? yeah, it was yeah. Bad. Mass, I mean, mass. yeah. So I'm, I'm going to jump off 
and uh, I'll show you. I'll send you pictures. So, hey, have a good one, Jim. Yeah, bye. Good, Thanks very much. John in Oklahoma, join the conversation, John. Okay, Renee, you got an opportunity to get a few licks in, girl. Go ahead. Hello? Yes, Hello? you're here. Okay, we well, you know, I do not need Tom or Alexander to mansplain to me with <laughs> their misinformation. <laughs> okay, uh, the thing is, the bad Jews of today are the fake Jews. They're not, they're not from that area of the country like Jesus and the people living around Palestine and stuff are today. The bad ones actually are mostly of white European ancestry. They're fakes. They're the converts. They're not the people originally from that area, okay? And so the thing is, this word twisting, so in other words, you know, yeah, we use the term, you know, Jew, but the thing is, like I say, it's really the European ones, and people need to remember, it was Jesus from, who was from the Middle East, so he, and he was brown, and he is the one who turned over the table of the money changers, that's true. He was against, I guess you could say, the corrupt, organized religion of his day, and was standing up against it, and that's why they didn't like him. But the, per- the people who had the legal authority, because they were the occupiers, were the white Romans who decided to put, you know, the Jews weren't, the corrupt Jews weren't going to complain because they didn't like him because he was interrupting their game. But actually the people who put him to death, remember the Roman soldiers jammed a crown of thorns on his head, calling him king of the Jews drug him through the streets, making him carry his own torture device. And the people who were doing this were white European occupiers. And people do all kinds of mental gymnastics to try to, because that's what people with power do. They rewrite history. I'm so glad we could get a few words in edgewise, Renee. Thank you for that. Meanwhile, spend as much time as you can with your family, your friend, the people you love and care about, because we do not know how much time we have left. And support RBN. Thanks for being What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly.
Cows 2. Ease Off LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 